Last time on Desperate Attune, Mumtaz, Bidrohi's lover, turned up to the boarding house, to everyone's surprise, especially Mumtaz. She'd heard about the crew's business with Omid, and she'd come to them now with a very lucrative contract. Mumtaz was part of a group of performers called the Blue Smoke Troupe. She and her gang were putting on a supposedly esoteric play to lure in Salman and Kayat, a lower-ranking member of that noble house. To understand the play, Salman had checked out a book from the family library, and the crew were to steal this book. The job had something in it for almost everyone. Peter he would get to impress his girl, Mushfik could use a payoff to get a personal butler, and Saida would have the opportunity to study a secret book. So, without further ado, the crew went about laying the groundwork for the score to come. As it happened, Saida was friendly with someone else from Dalkhaid's family, the truth seeker, Sharia. Saida found him at their usual fishing spot down by the reservoir, in Uduwash's lower city. He couldn't tell her much of use, only that Salman's fate tied him to this place, but he was able to help Saida ease her some burden. Bidrahim met Leo the painter in the sweltering chambers of the playful turtle. In exchange for a model for his paintings, Leo told Bidrahim that Salman was astrologically significant, and the Ankhaid family had paid handsomely to adopt him into the family. Mushfi got in touch with the chauffeur and racing enthusiast Rupal. The driver's gossip turned out to be very handy, as Mushfik learned exactly how Salman gets around the city, and who would be driving Salman to the play the day off. And Moss, even though she wasn't promised any specific reward for her job, did her part by visiting Ifid, the lord keeper from the Dagger Isles. Ifid recognized the play. It was a story of a god who had forgotten himself. Performed correctly, it had the power to restore and destroy memories. She gave Moss a trinket from the last time she had seen it performed, a peacock mask and told her that it could be used to turn the blue smoke sham play into one of real power. And now, on the eve of the play, we pick up the rest of the story. Uduasha City, where the sun is a mirror and the moon a shadow where dancers cavort in forbidden operas, making love to forgetting and flame. Where the wealthy play at war with silver swords and silken sashes. Where the people mine the dead heart of a burning star for cannonballs and pipework. And where a thousand secrets hide in a forest of paper and ink. Here, the five key bearers reside. The five who know the secrets of the broken gates of death. Five. Five only. There is no sixth spire, forlorn and forgotten in the desert. There is no one who looks to the displaced, the poor and destitute and landless, whose ancestry has been stripped from them by foreign looms and foreign sparcraft, and no one has ever heard of the House of Endings. But this is their story. Their roots pulled up and burned, they stand in filth up to their necks, and that is precisely why they must keep their heads ever high. Welcome to Uduasha, immigrant. May it fear the name of the house you will build. Welcome to Desperate Attune, an actual play podcast about characters with their identities in peril, played by an international cast devoted to fiction-first gaming, collaborative world-building, and complex character drama. Okay, sh- shall we get to an engagement roll and then take a brief break? Sounds yeah, good. we should... Well, we should talk about what the angle is. Oh, yes. Yeah, before we do that. Yeah, fair enough. So we have a couple of elements. To recap what we have learned, they are doing like a fake and shitty version of an actual magical play. But if you meddle with it, you could start screwing around with people's memories um, if you get involved. The reason that they are doing this fake play is to draw out Salman, who is a really boring guy, but who has a book about Ipri and the Deep City or something in that direction. Like Mm. that's at least what his destiny is tied to. Um, and, uh, yeah, he is a spoiled rich kid who goes about everywhere by carriage. He may or may not have the book, like, with him or in the carriage as he attends the play. It's a bit unclear what the situation with that is, and that is, I think, something you will have to find out in the score. But he is absolutely going to try and decipher its occult secrets contained as the, as the troupe performs it. Um... Would I be right in thinking that a play that might induce, you know, nostalgia or something might also induce somebody born under a certain star to remember things that happened to, I don't know, somebody else who was born under that star? Yeah, 
Yeah, Ooh, absolutely. Okay. That's uh, mm. definitely a possible angle. Okay, interesting. I don't think that like Saida would ever like uh, recommend this, but I think what would be incredible is if we helped this guy find his destiny by performing the play correctly, so that yeah. he actually became in like uh, contact with uh -huh. his destiny. I think that would be incredible. I mean, if you um, want to spin it that way, instead of stealing the book, you absolutely can do this. <laughs> I'm just saying. No. No, so no, how no. does help us get the book? Uh -huh. See, he, he's a dork, and if we steal the book, I get, I get to make out. He wouldn't be a dork anymore. He would be a badass, and uh -huh. he would be on our side. Yeah. I find it very funny, by the way, that you still don't know precisely what the book is about. That's one of the things you didn't gather yeah. information on. You have some because guesses. But... That, yeah, because like yeah. my my friend just told me some random uh -huh. shit and then helped uh -huh. me a lot more with my own problem. Yeah. So, uh -huh. yeah. Uh, indeed. Uh, but yes, uh, basically, the thing you've actually been hired for is to get the book, which contains probably, you know, I guess it's a reasonable guess, right, that with the book you could do the actual thing the play purports to do, just because that's. Mm. That's why he would have checked it out to use it to decipher the play. Oh, um, it might actually be his thing. That's what he wants to do, right? Is hmm. uh, potentially see if like, he can use the book to get even more sexy so he can get even more late. Yeah, probably. So the theater, like Mumtaz's plan, is for this not to succeed and for them to just nick the book and for him to get away with nothing. But you don't have to stick hmm. to her plan. Mm -hmm. And, and, so and what, yeah, we'll, what we'll do is like a synthesis of both, where we'll steal uh -huh. the book, finish the play, and then I'll give the book away. Yes. <laughs> uh -huh. Listen, I have clear motivations. This mm -hmm. guy is a poser. We have to, we have to like do something about that. We have to like show him that this is, you know, you can't just go around pretending you're cool when you aren't cool. Uh, right, we have to, okay. we have to do some, we have to do some gatekeeping. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to gatekeep, and I'm also going to steal the thing so that I can have a makeout. Yep. These are my motivations. Uh-huh. Fair enough. So my, my motivations are to get a butler. So if Saida can provide me with one <laughs> instead, you know. How about a demon butler? I'm just okay. saying, how about a no. demon that's forgotten who it is and then it becomes your butler? That's, uh -huh. that's my None of this takes yeah, sorry, closer to the, actual, to the actual what we are trying to do. So no, I guess no. we have a couple yeah. of angles here. One of them yeah. is to infiltrate the play, which you can do because you know mm. Mumtas. If you say, like, our yes. plan requires us to be in the play, I'm mm. sure she can get yes. you some, some small role or whatnot. So that seems like one angle. The other angle seems to be his carriage. Like, yeah. try to steal his shit in the carriage or kidnap him or something as he's going to the play or leaving the play or something like that. And I guess mm -hmm. the third is to, like, get at him in the audience somehow. We have this... to. Yeah. We, ha we definitely have to get at him in the audience. And if the others want to be part of the play, to do the play as well, they can do that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because mm. it's so much cooler if we do it in public with other people watching. Uh huh. Indeed. Um, you know, like, the. T Getting the book and having someone on Kayat realize his destiny are not mutually exclusive. No, right? no, they're not. Yeah, they're not. So... I think none of this stuff is uh, mutually exclusive. It's just yeah. much of this stuff is already a reach. So if we want to do all of it, then we should be ready for the fact that we may be able to do none of it. Yeah. But I'm uh, actually okay with that. Yeah, yes. I think this is a blade score, so we shouldn't overplan yeah. it. If our detail is yeah. infiltrate via the play, then that's our yeah, detail. I agree. Like if. Yeah. Uh, we have two possible goals, which is realize Salman's destiny and steal the book. The way we are doing it is by infiltrating the actual theater and figuring, you know, figuring out where the book is and then getting it and so on. You know, maybe it will be in his lap, maybe his servant will have it, maybe he's yeah. left it in the carriage, who knows? But you'll find out from there, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's infiltrate the play. Let's uh, let's all get rolls. Okay. Excellent. So before we I'm do gonna the buy a ticket. Yeah. Okay. Before we do the engage patrol, then let's straighten out load and who is where. So I think yeah, uh who starting off with who is buying a ticket to be in the audience and who is in the play? Saida is buying a ticket to be in the audience and uh -huh. she's in light load on account of um it's a play mm -hmm. and she's gotta look normal. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Mm -hmm. um, what about Moss? Moss is, Moss is in the play uh, uh -huh. as an extra role, 
Um, yeah. And she has arranged with Zaida some sort of way that they that Zaida can send her signals to do certain things if she needs to. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Great. Cool. Fantastic. Cool. Yeah. So you have uh, uh, stage directions from Zaida. Uh, yeah. I think it's the play is one of those like when you play a bit role like Moss is doing, you probably play multiple roles. So you you know you get off, you do a costume change, you get back on, and so on, which also gives you time to like sneak about and faff around behind the stage if you want to, because mm -hmm. you're probably not you know you probably are on the stage only very briefly. You probably play various birds. I think the entire play is bird themed. So yeah, yeah, it's the peacock god. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine, you know, it's an opera, yeah. and a lot of operas are very symbolic, so I think probably Mumtaz plays, like, the main character, which is the peacock, and uh, mm -hmm. then, you know, you have a bunch of other birds that are in it doing various symbolic things as it goes. Yep, yep. I will point out that um, in our world-building doc, or mm -hmm. maybe, actually, maybe this is in the uh, Uduwasha Rewak doc, there is a god called the Hupu who is apparently the Seneschal of the Demon Princes. Mm -hmm. Just a fun fact. Yeah, yeah. That, you know. We'll yeah. see where this goes. I wasn't planning for there to be actual occult significance to the play, but Moss made <laughs> but, it I so. mean, it, it so. seems like it's kind of <laughs> happening now, so. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay, Bidrohi. Uh, oh, right, Moss. Light or normal load? I think that you could get away with normal load, but it's your call. Like, you will definitely be less subtle. Uh, I think it has to be light load. Yep. Um, and I have the mask, I think. Yep. Yeah, which is, Absolutely. I've, I've noted this down as a one load item. Yep. Sounds good. Uh, it's just a perfectly normal mask outside the context of this play, but in the context of this play, it's definitely useful. So, okay, so you're on light load. Bidrohi, where will you yes. be? I want, obviously, the most prominent role I could get. Okay, so which... you're going to be on stage two. Uh -huh. Yes, of course. Uh, I, and I have rolled fortune to mm -hmm. see what I could get Mumtaz to give me. And I rolled a six. Ooh. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I'm almost the hero of the piece. Okay, yeah, uh, sure. I guess you'll be another bird. Okay, you rolled a six. You're the kingfisher. You're the kingfisher oh, yeah. bird. Nice. Uh, think of that what you may, as we know that there is a kingfisher god in Uduasha, or at least there was, but apparently <laughs> oh, my the god. kingfisher bird yeah. is in the play. <laughs> <laughs> what uh -huh. a delicious coincidence. Yes. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, what about Shere Katam? Shere Katam going is to be in your lion mask on stage or <laughs> Oh, I'm going to I'm going to be on stage, but yes, and I I am playing a lion. Yes. Okay. A tiger. Sure. That, uh -huh. <laughs> All right. You're you're cast as a tiger. You had your own mask and it's not a big budget yeah. production, so they were like, "Sure, yeah." yeah. <laughs> A tiger, like there were, wasn't supposed to be a tiger in this play, but okay, I, yeah. <laughs> but you, but to the you, you, have, like, you, have, you, you brought your own tiger mask. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, just, just stand in the corner. Don't do anything. Don't say anything. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> this is that like typical community theater experience yeah. where yeah. somebody is like, I have. Wait, I have my own mask, and then the. Yeah. Like, prompt department is like, hey, and on the day itself, you arrive, uh -huh. and it's like, that's your tiger mask, okay. Yes, I mean, the, to be clear here, the Blue Smoke Troop is not one of the big, big boys of show business, right? Like, they probably had to pull quite a lot of strings to get Salman to get interested and attend and so on. So he is definitely slumming it by going to this performance. And consequently, it's a big opportunity for them. So, but uh, getting their hands on this book, even bigger opportunity. Uh, all right, let's do engagement, and then we'll uh, dive into the score after a after a break. Uh, I'm right. looking at the questions. First, is this particularly bold or daring? I think so. He's a member of the noble houses. We're doing a public heist on him. We're we're part of the we're we're on the play. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. there's an audience. Yeah. Yeah. So then there are two dice. Uh, because you start with one for sheer luck. Is the operation complex or contingent on many factors? There seems to be a lot going on. Yeah, I think is. so, because you're multiple goals. So yes, so yeah. back to one. Yeah. Does, it ex does the plan's detail expose a vulnerability of the target or hit them where they are weakest? Well, he's I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's made of vulnerabilities. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair. 
I guess we can say yes to this, so that's two dice. Is the target strongest against this approach, or do they have particular defenses or special preparations? Not at all, I don't think. This man has never be made a special preparation in his life. No, yeah. I guess of not. Of course no. he has. He's bringing the book to the play. That's the most special preparation yeah. you could expect. Yeah, yeah no, I think. But I don't yeah. think he's expecting mm. anyone to steal it. So no. nope. yeah. fair enough. So you're back nope. to two dice. It's... Can any of your friends yeah. or contacts provide aid or insight? I think they have, particularly yes. Fed. So that's three. Mm -hmm. Anyone want to volunteer their enemies or rivals to interfere? Do you have any art-loving enemies or rivals? The Ustad J. Clev, um might be at this play, I'm just saying. Uh, it no seems comment, to be beneath though. him. It seems to be beneath him. Yes, maybe it's a bit beneath him, you're not wrong. It's yeah. not exactly um, highfalutin opera, clearly. We have established, actually, in Uduasha, most opera is regarded as pretty like vulgar. It's like... yes. Entertainment right. for commoners. So, would Captain yeah. Peregrine turn up? Perhaps is he into this kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs> if you're volunteering, Captain Peregrine to turn up, I absolutely don't mind. His job is to keep track of suspicious foreigners, and watching a watching a play definitely seems like it would fall under that. Oh wait, hold on. Mm -hmm. We're going to heist a member of the nobility with a cop. In a <laughs> I'm just asking, you know. It's up to you if he is interfering or not. I think you can, you can say that he is. Let, I, think, I think that will add a wonderful uh, texture to this. Okay, <laughs> so he is interfering, all right. Two dice, Captain Peregrine is there. Also yeah. keep in mind, like, uh, we aren't completely off the hook with him, right? Like, oh. Yeah, so it's also possible that he is tracking our movements. Yeah. And it is, again, his job is to track suspicious people who come yeah. to Udvasha from outside. Like, Moss was on his list of suspicious people. Presumably, Ifede is too. So, like, when both of them are involved in this play, maybe he he pays attention to that. Uh, I'll go. Hmm. He's an actually competent, he's a competent cop. That's not good. Yeah. Okay, so two dice. Are there any other elements you want to consider? Yes, there's a higher tier going on here. But... I think I will actually not I, consider losing a die for this because you're getting help from the Blue Smoke troop who is a higher tier than you. That's true. I was just going to say yeah. we've established that like all of the noblemen and women get bodyguards by definition. Yep, they do. And he so will have one. Might... So he will be accompanied by a bodyguard and he will be accompanied by Vol, his cool driver. So... Yeah, yeah. So it might be that like that's the tier that matters, that the tier of the bodyguard rather than like yeah. the, the guy himself. So. But maybe that's what's being like offset by... So we, we lose the die and then we gain the die, right? Yeah, like, I, I, think think... So. I think the fact that you have help from a, a more experienced crew here, right, pumps you yeah. up by one. Because again, like the, uh, the Blue Smoke troop are not that good at beating people up or stealing shit, but they are absolutely good at dazzling people. That's what they do, so... Yeah, yeah. All that right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, then we have two dice for engagement, and uh, someone rolled them. I propose Bidrohi rolls. Very good. Yeah, so Ushi. give us two dice and see what we got. Glory, glory be to the Kingfisher. Five. A five. We roll a four and a five. All right. I will take... The Kingfisher uh, protects. I will meditate on this. I will mm, see you in sure. five. Okay. All right. See you. Yeah. Yep. Okay, <clears throat> so let me set the scene here why this is complicated. So we cut to the action. I have decided, and this is probably relevant for Moss and Saida to know, so I'm going to tell you a thing about the play now. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously part of this play is invoking by a certain name a certain thing, right? Yes. Um, and so I will not tell you how to do this or when in the play you must do this, but I'm giving Moss and Saida the information that in order for this like magic to work, then you must draw the attention of a demon called the Flutterer, which is a demon of wings. It's not a demon of like birds or insects or air. It is specifically a demon of wings. Wings. Very good. Okay. And uh, you must find some way to like actually invoke this demon, like speak one of its names or do one of its things, you know, during the play, for the play to have any magical effect. Mm -hmm. And the Blue yeah. Smoke trope, Troop don't know how to do this. So if you just let them carry on, nothing will happen. But right. 
if you do something to invoke it, then suddenly like the aria that Muntaz will sing or whatever, it will be charged with magic. Do we know that this is a thing we need to do, or are we going to discover it? Like, no, I think I think you know it because you had this plan yeah. of like tampering with the play to actually make it magical. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying you know how to do yeah. it, but I just yeah. have that angle be there. You yeah. need to invoke the yeah. flutterer. Maybe. Yeah, I like the idea that like maybe um, the like like. That, like at some point when Saida and Moss return home, they have a conversation and they realize that like, um, oh, maybe this this demon is somehow like the thing that we need to like pay attention yeah. to, right? I just thought I need to give you some way to actually make the play magical, like some concrete thing you can work with. So this is it? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, Makes sense. And the other thing I will introduce is uh, Salman. So we see the play open up. And we see, I don't think Mumtaz is in the opening parts. The opening parts is, as many operas are, there's like a long backstory thing where you need to know details. So the opening part is just a bunch of other birds. So mm -hmm. everyone who's on stage like can be on stage. You have little roles to play. You, you fly about and basically do the Greek chorus telling the backstory for everything that is going on. And uh, so you can see quite prominently Salman and this uh, this play is you know this is not like a traditional Western style opera we're imagining here this is folk opera right so it's performed on a stage and so on and people are seated probably most of them are seated on the floor or uh, mm. you know by a table having a meal etc it's like a more chill and less formal uh, situation but Salman yeah. is seated somewhat to the side because he is a fine and proper man he has a chair. And he is flanked by two people. Um, so Salman himself is much as you would imagine. He's like a young man, and he looks uh, like plain and unexciting. I guess is the the word to use for him. He looks normal. He's the kind of man who would disappear in a crowd, and he's dressed himself very ostentatiously to try to countermand this effect. And it somehow hasn't worked. It just draws all the attention away from his face and onto his clothes. He's a very forgettable man. Uh, he's sitting in a chair and he's flanked by Vol, who is this fairly short, fairly ugly man with a broad mustache who is grinning and chatting with people around and is just generally like very gregarious. Probably Vol has talked to Saida too, just because he's that kind of guy. He just like yeah. talks to everyone in the audience before it begins. You know, like, oh, isn't this exciting? I'm curious about this play. Etc. Uh, Etc. Et and the mm. third person is. I decided it's not Ustad Jaiklev. But it is one of their relatives. Uh, because obviously mm. he has a bodyguard, and that bodyguard is of the Falling Star School, your rival sword school, because why yes. not? So there is a man Excellent. who proudly yes. wears the blazons of this style, which is a red sash, I believe. And he is a tall, broad-shouldered man with a wide, waxed mustache. And you may or may not know him. I will leave that up to you, Saida. But he is watching very closely over Salman. Mm. And I think uh, the setup is thus, that he has, like, Vol, the driver, is, like, partly tending to him, but he's very distracted by, like, chatting with people, checking out girls he likes, etc. So the bodyguard is just kind of standing there, and Vol is the person to, like, you know, ah, bring me a drink, or bring me such and such. So he's hired as a driver, but he... Uh, I think basically he volunteered to be a butler as well, just so he could see the play for free. Um, so right. this little man is running around fetching all of Salman's stuff and like managing his bags and so on. A butler, did you say? Yeah, indeed. Um, New heist so... man, we need to steal this guy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, where we open on this... Uh, like, you know, it's up to you where, where precisely you make a move. But I think where we open is when Vol is uh, temporarily distracted away from his master. And I think he's distracted um, probably by Mumtaz taking the stage. I think that's a cool place to, to open. So he looks up and he sees this gorgeous actress glide onto the stage with her peacock feather dress and uh, open her mouth to slowly and solemnly begin to sing. Like her mm. first, you know, entrance song. She's going to have many, many more. Mm. And there is a silence settling in over the place 
where like none of the side characters have anything to do. All of the audience is like pretty distracted. And I think, you know, it's a standard risky situation. So the ball is kind of in your court, but yeah. uh, you have a moment where everyone is paying attention to something else. Yeah, so, I think uh, um, mm -hmm. I think that like my plan, Saida's plan, is that obviously the best way to attract the flutterer's attention during an opera is mm -hmm. to make a song irresistible, and she's got a voice for song, so mm -hmm. she is hoping to set it up. Mm -hmm. um, so that it works but i think that like in order for that to occur maybe what she's going to do first is um like as she sees that there are two people sitting around uh sitting around this guy um yeah she is going to lean over to um the person who is also at her table who is obviously i think like moss would have um introduced us because we are uh we're yeah, both are kind of on the same side uh -huh. right like uh -huh. um yeah yeah so... Ifrit is sitting there and i think she is like again this is a fairly like folksy opera so people don't have to be super dressed up but it's still a night yeah. out so they try if it has not yeah. tried she, she right. is wearing yeah. like her normal clothes yeah yeah absolutely yeah. um so i'm gonna lean over to Ifede and say um Hey, do you reckon that that guy sitting next to what's his face? Do you reckon he is expecting anything to happen, or is that just like the way his face is stuck after so many years of guarding people? Oh, a bodyguard? I don't reckon he's expecting anything to happen. Although he's a pretty dangerous man from the looks of it. I think I know him. Or do you? Ah, uh, heard of him. Yeah. One of those falling star types, isn't he? Listen, she... I mean, they, 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 they do all this stuff, you know? Everybody hears about how the falling star and all this. They're really not, okay? Like, they're fine. They know how know. to swing a sword. I don't know. I've heard things about Hambirao, she says, and she nods towards the man. Mm. You've heard things, have you? Well, let's see if you hear anything interesting tonight but no the reason that i that i'm asking you this is do you think he would mind if i went and talked to uh salman or do you think not worth it talk i think you can talk i think that would make him keep his eye on you mm. but i really wouldn't interrupt the play the best part's coming up you know yeah, yeah, no. We can wait for the interval. Yeah, okay. Uh -huh. I feel like this is the kind of opera that has like three intervals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there are definitely right, yeah. intermissions. So yeah. I'm setting up one opportunity here to act like mm. as everyone is distracted, but I guess you're not taking yeah. it. You're going to talk in the intermission. Yeah, I think the the thing is that like um, my concern is if I disrupt the play, then the ability to summon the demon is actually less. Like, you want everything yeah. to go perfect, right? You want to mm -hmm. just, like, gild the lily. Yeah, absolutely. So, at least about, for me, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. What about the people backstage, then? Because now is the moment where, like, you don't have anything to do as actors. You have relative freedom to move about or set things up or whatnot. No one's paying attention to you. Mm -hmm. So starting with Moss, I suppose. Uh, what are you doing now? And uh, it's totally free to like flashback to stuff you've set up as well, if you want to do that. Yeah, I think... Um, I think up until this point, Moss has been kind of keeping an eye on the audience and hoping that Zaida would like send a sign of mm -hmm. like, hey, I figured out what we need to do exactly. Yeah, um, that's not happened yet, yeah. Yep. That's not happened yet. Um, so in this moment where like all the actors are kind of just like milling about down like down, downstage, uh, yep. on the stage. Mm, I'm talking so that I hope that I would find uh, something to do in my mind uh -huh. by the end of that sentence, but I did yeah. not. 
what what will happen here is that if none of you guys want to do anything now, that's totally fair. You can wait for an intermission, but I will start and tick a clock of just the play progressing. Yeah, I think, I think like, what I want to do is, uh -huh. as the play progresses, I, I want to study the play to see if I can understand what the best, like what oh, yeah. the mood of the play is and that kind of thing. But I don't want to interrupt. I just want to like observe. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, I know what I'm doing. Okay. In fact, I think I would have, uh, I think uh, Mumtaz would, may have noticed the Kingfisher, mm -hmm. the male yeah. lead, uh, mm -hmm. standing in the corner and speaking to his friends. Uh, actually, Moss, what are you disguised? Like, what's your role? Um, a canary. A canary. Okay. They have canaries in Uduasha? That's so interesting, sorry. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, maybe so they I'm don't, but they have them in this play, so... Yeah. <laughs> so I'm conferring with the canary and the background extra tiger. Mm -hmm. and, I'm, and I'm saying, okay, here is cool plan, okay? We need to draw out we need to really call out this this dork this salman and we need to like totally show him that he's a piece of shit and then we beat him up and then we steal his book mm, sorry, and I think Say again. the plan is that we totally beat this guy up and steal his book right but like here's my idea of how we can do it mm -hmm. during my big scene when i'm supposed to like deliver this soliloquy about oh where is king of uduasha if only we could find king of uduasha if only i could fish around for king of uduasha i mean this is very stupid metaphor i mean kingfisher is just a bird it's not li literally fishing for kings you know i mean who wrote this crap anyway mm, i think the implication is that it's a king that's fishing not fishing for kings but go on during your <laughs> soliloquy you're gonna <laughs> Because yeah, Mushwick has a copy of the play, like of the script open as well. He's just yes. desperately trying to like, um, like, well, he, you know, he started off seeing like, you know, where are the speaking roles for the tiger that he's playing and there are none. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. But he's okay, really I think, I, th I think Bidri thinks about this and then he's like, okay, no, you're right. Of course. Mm -hmm. I am. I, yes. Oh, how could I not see? Okay. Uh, King needs crown. Okay. And then he puts on his flower crown. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very good. Anyway, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to deliver the soliloquy and we are going to do something very like inventive and avant-garde. Okay. Mm -hmm. The tiger, the background extra, no one's been looking at all this time. We leap forward and attack the Kingfisher. And everyone was really like, oh my God, we've been looking at this guy all this time. And we're like, why is that tiger there? It's not doing anything. Okay, we'll just ignore. And the tiger leaps forward. Oh my God. And then we have big fight. Okay. Mm. And then I, um, I defeat tiger. I defeat the tiger. And um, then I uh, challenge Salman to a duel. Uh, wait, 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 wait. You defeat the tiger? Sharing no. It's just a story. Only in a story can I defeat you. Okay. No, no. Um... I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like the tiger would win, especially. With, okay, uh, how about this? How about this? How about this? To really sell it, we have an actual fight. And if I win, then I challenge Salman. If you win, you challenge him. Either way, Salman gets challenged, and then we totally beat him up and steal his book. Mosapu, mm. what do you think? This is an intelligent plan, right? Um, <laughs> she says. Good. This is amazing. This will not go wrong. And she is like, then she like starts making plans to like just steal the book as he's as the guy's perplexed by this weird challenge. Mm -hmm. It's a good <laughs> thing that you're planning on invoking an amnesia demon because I think you may need it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mushfik uh, uh, ponders this for a minute and says, mm, Okay, look, I'll let you win the fight, but in exchange, you know, convince uh, Mumtaz, you know, to give me at least one speaking line here. There's nothing. Okay, what do you want to say? Uh, he goes, he makes like the motion of a paw with his right hand and goes, I want to say, how? Like that. I don't know. Okay. You can do that. I have an excellent idea, okay? We use, we use foreshadowing but we also rely on audiences amnesia okay in this first act you are going to be in the corner and you're going to say oh how i wish i could kill this stupid kingfisher with a stupid crown or something 
and you're just going to say it mm -hmm. and then several lakhs will go and people will forget you said it okay and then you're going to bring it back with the action so it doesn't look like it's just out of nowhere you know you have mm -hmm. you have like planted it in mind but then they forgot and then they will be like oh my god now i remember um okay like Mushrik isn't convinced about play um and you can say how oh, as well when you say it <laughs> okay. no no but, but for the sake of keeping things going he's got he 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 accepts mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so now this is the now I like we how have the only the score you start bickering about the play itself. That is <laughs> yep, again yep. just no progress towards doing the thing, but yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Okay, okay. This is so us. you guys have you guys have a completely nonsensical plan to start a brawl. Let's cut back to Saida studying the play. I think studying it for a cult significance makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's something you can do as it progresses. And then we'll get to an intermission and then <laughs> I guess after the intermission, you have this fight. Great, fantastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What kind of uh, position and effect am I at? A risky standard. Like, okay. you can study the, the play for how significant. What? What is the risk, just out of interest? Uh, so, the risk here is you're studying an, uh, an occult play that hasn't been activated and isn't doing anything yet. But I think the risk is Ifede. She is sitting at your table, uh, and she may yes. be trying to do things. Yes, absolutely. I love this. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, trade position for effective. Sure. Uh, and I think maybe what I'm going to do is even like bring her in on it a bit, or like not bring her in on it, but like um, not be quite as discreet about what I'm paying attention to. And she's obviously already aware. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's you are not going just to be. She might be doing. Yeah. Okay. Here's how to make this desperate. Uh, to make this desperate, uh -huh. you will have to mutter under your breath names that you think are suitable for the flutterer. Yes. Yes. Great. And she will be Excellent. able to hear them. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can study the names of ancient powers, but I imagine this is like you pretty much have to recite some sort of mantra and like see which one clicks yeah, yeah, with yeah. you, right? Which one has yeah. like the right energy. And she will hear yeah. them recited, and that's why it's desperate. Excellent. I love this. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Desperate. Great. Uh, I'm going to push myself for a die. Um, OK. I actually want to assist you, if that's OK. OK. Yeah, please. Um, and, and what I want to do is, like, I, I guess I've, I've, I've also been studying this situation. And I don't know as much as you, you do, but I can kind of, like, from what I notice about the actors and what I notice backstage, kind of put together like places where I'm like, there seems to be a hole in the play here or there. Mm. Um, and using yeah. our using our like communication sign system that we uh, decided in mm. advance, I'll just like sign to you. Like, wait, is this like a place where something should have happened yeah. or has been taken out? Makes sense. So yeah. you go up on stage, you go, you make the gesture of I should do something occult here, but it isn't in the script, kind of. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's great. I love this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So yeah. Um, desperate. Great. Uh, one bonus die. Two, because I'm pushing myself also. Two. Okay. Yeah. Desperate. Great. Two bonus dies. Yeah. Go for it. Watch four ones appear as if mm -hmm. by magic. Why do I never get four sixes? You never know. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, but you get any six now. Yeah. Okay, yeah. amazing. Not a single so. one, you fucking liar. Yeah. Yeah, but I got a so, two, so I'm just saying. A five, a two, anyway. a six, and a four. It's a pretty good roll. Yeah. So uh, yeah. if it observes you, but she learns nothing, she learns. No, she finds no purchase in a way that she can like. Yeah. get her fingers on this mantra, and yeah. you recite names, and you try to study yeah. the names of the flutterer, and you have a special ability to learn the names of yes, demons. I do. So I think the straightforward um, great effect here is that you just learn it and you can tell me what it is. Nice. Okay. Uh, I think that um, as I'm saying this to myself and I'm like, it's 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 like half in my head, like it's almost mm -hmm. like I think one of the reasons it's desperate is that it's unconscious, right? Like it's yeah. just um, I'm not realizing I'm doing it. And then I think at some point um, as uh i'm i'm speaking and i'm thinking about moss i realized that like uh some names of demons are more like impressions or emotions rather than yeah. words right mm -hmm. 
And I realize uh, that like the name of this demon is more like um, the wing that takes you a flight after a storm. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, you. I think the great effect is just straightforward. Like you can invoke it now. You you know how great. to call it. <laughs> like yeah, you got great effect. Um, so let's not screw around with this. The wing of light after a storm. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I think um, I one of the reasons I think that uh, um, she doesn't realize what I'm doing, uh, if they I mean, is that mm -hmm. I say the wing. And then I stop myself because I know mm -hmm. if I say it out loud, that's power and I shouldn't, I'm not a moron, right? Yeah. So I just stop mm -hmm. and then I would just turn around and say, this is a play about wings. As if that's the thing that I've realized. Yeah. Hmm. Makes sense. And so, yeah, let's not, let's not screw around. No one else is doing anything yeah. before the intermission. So you study the first part. And you get this idea together, and you probably do it with the help of Moss. Uh, you know, like basically at the points where Moss makes this gesture, there's like an odd cadence in the music yeah, where yeah. it's like clearly something goes here, and you yeah. piece it together. Uh, and then there is an intermission. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Are we staying I think with during the intermission? Mm -hmm. Yeah, during the intermission, I know actually what I want to do, uh, yeah. which is. Um, uh, I want to flash back to uh, me and Moss having agreed that like there is somewhere that maybe that discreet that we can meet that like both an yeah. actor and an audience member can get to. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely done. I don't think there's any stress in this. This just makes sense as a yeah. thing you can do. Yeah, so I'm just gonna make my way to like I don't know like an alcove or something. Maybe like uh, there's just a bar and it's not very difficult to like get a drink and pretend that I'm going somewhere. Yeah. But in fact, what mm -hmm. I'm doing is I'm going to find uh, Moss. Yeah, again, it's like community theater vibe, right? So if an actor walks yeah. out and has a drink, no one really reacts. Yeah, exactly. I will say that exactly. as you are doing this, you will notice Vowel disappearing during the intermission. Oh, I will notice this and I will keep this in mind. Yeah, great. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, so and I think when I see Moss, uh, I'm, I'm sipping on like some kind of clear, uh, something like a gin and tonic, right? Like uh, clear spirit. Um, and I will look at Moss and I will say, um, I know its name. Now all we must do is figure out when is the right time for a song. All right. And and this is a song that you're going to sing? Because then we need to make some space for that. Well, what I think, what I think really has happened is that they've just removed some bits from the song. So it's not about me singing the entire thing. It's just me singing instead of the silence that they've put in. Mm. And well, you mm. know the play better than me. So, do you reckon there's a moment, some probably, you know, towards the end of the third act, maybe? Mm, okay. Um, okay. So, are are you planning on seeing this from the audience, or does it have to be sung as part of the play? I think uh, that depends on uh, you know how how it like shakes down. I think ideally, of course, I would be on stage. Um, but if I can mm -hmm. get away with not being on stage, that would be great. Okay. I mean, we can just put you in my canary, like. We have a canary. Oh. The canary should sing. Mm -hmm. But that's true. But also, there is a, you know, there, there is someone looking for lines, and you know, kind of just forgotten <laughs> about. No, I give you lines. <laughs> yeah, but it would be yeah, funny. These are better lines. The tiger just <laughs> starts singing randomly, and he sings <laughs> a demon summoning song, <laughs> and then you attack. Yeah. <laughs> and then yes. I thought, there we go. <laughs> okay, how about this? How about like I, I feel like both Mushfiq and Bidrohi, if you want, you can like join us as we're doing this. I think Saida mm -hmm. wanted to be like, hey, is this gonna be me and Masa's the adults? Or like one adult uh -huh. and one half adult. But you know, uh -huh. <laughs> it doesn't have to be us. It could be anyone. Yeah, I mean Bidrohi right? literally will not be able to resist like in the middle of the play, heading out into intermission to mingle with the audience and be like, Oh no, yes. uh, uh, no, you should no. I mean it's I was just 
I was just yeah. born with it, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think uh, maybe I will uh, wave at Mushfiq, and I like if you come by, I will say. Um, so Moss tells me you don't have any lines at all. Is that true? Me? Oh yes. Uh, I can't. I can't believe it. They put a tiger in this plane, and they have the tiger doing nothing. I told Momtas that about like the foreshadowing and all that, and she just told me to shut the fuck up. Okay. I mean, I thought this was a serious production, but clearly I was wrong. Listen to me. I can give you the perfect line for the perfect Mm -hmm. moment, and it will bring everything together. But the really important thing is that I have no doubt you have some plan. You have some scheme. You have some, I don't know, incredibly complicated uh, set of circumstances. And you need to only do that after you sing the line that I give you. Yes. Yeah. No, it, it wasn't complicated. I was just going to uh, leap out of the bushes. Uh, then Bidrohi would kill me, not for real, but in the play. And then he would attack uh, someone. I see. Okay, you are going to do that after this. Do you understand that? And I think like she's just uh-huh. like like just ignoring all of this nonsense just come out of uh-huh. Mushfiq's mouth. Auntie, that's even imagine. better. If you can give him something really cool to say before he attacks me, that's like oh my god, <laughs> because we are missing the foreshadowing right now. You see? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Very good. Uh, Moss, <laughs> when when do we need Mushfiq to appear? I suppose it needs to be during the final song, the final song of the Peacock. Considering, mm-hmm. considering it's the Peacock that forgets. That's well, the song of forgetting, I suppose, is where this happens. Yes, this makes sense. The song um, where the okay. Peacock forgets. Great. And do you feel now your friend? And I think uh, Saida quickly like looks back at where if it is just to make sure that like she hasn't like disappeared um and says um your friend's given you a mask that's important right it's probably important yes i i nearly forgot don't forget now mushfiq you don't want to not be a tiger right you were very set on the tiger it's the only costume i had well, you could be a peacock, and I'll and let me tell you, the peacock is the protagonist of this play. So, if you would like to be a protagonist, but Mumtaz is the peacock. Yeah. Yes. No, but Mumtaz doesn't have the real peacock mask, though. No, he doesn't have this real, like, beaten up but but occultly infused mask that you do. Yes. But should the second does have a occult? Uh, yeah, he mask. does. He does yeah. have a magical mask. This is oh, a different shit. Magical yeah, mask. the tiger mask is oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. in that case, I think um, uh-huh. what I'm going to do is I will look at Moss and say, um, "Here's what we're going to do. You wear the mask at the right time. Our little share will give you the signal to sing at the right time, and when it comes to it." When you wear the peacock mask and sing the name that I'm about to give you, remember only one thing. They threw Prince Khatam into the wilderness after it was done. Oh, dear. Excellent. Um, all right. Yes. One question. Yes. When are we getting the book? The book will naturally land in our hands once we do Excellent. this. Wonderful. Okay. <laughs> okay. There is no sure. question. All <laughs> manner of things will be well. Well, uh, yes. Only exactly. Okay, yes. good. Uh, um, so you scheme to do this very weird thing. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, let's see. What does Bidrohi do during the intermission as he mingles around? Mm-hmm. I I get like. Or I get like a jug of wine, like the best wine that I can find. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. the very best, because I think there's yeah. good wine here. Yeah. Decent wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I approach uh, Salmon. I pr- approach yeah. Salmon's table. Yeah, in the intermission. 
he is approachable. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, before you do this, I think I'm just going to like, once this conversation ends, I'm just going to grab you and say, um, that man Vol has disappeared. So if you want to get Salman alone, now's your best shot. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to give him some of this wine and we're going to have a nice little chat. I'm going to set uh -huh. him up so that he can fight me. Yep. All right. So you're going to talk to Salman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he does not have this book before him, but in the intermission, he's looking down over his notes that he has been taking on mm. the play. And uh, he like gazes over them. He's kind of busy with that, but you know, he, this is a social occasion. So he does recognize that he has to talk to people. And so as you approach and set down the wine, he distracted absentmindedly goes, ah, thank you. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm. You are Salman Ankhaya, the guest of honor. Yes, I am. I hope you are enjoying our show very much. Mm, it is um, adequate. Thank you. Ah, yes, I agree. Listen, I have been telling them that this show, it's okay, it's adequate. But like, what we really want is to do a show that will like rock everyone's tits off. What? It's just what he says. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> okay, and like to rock everyone's tits off, we have to go real avant-garde. We have to have like a real free flow. We have to like break down this audience and like, and like, uh, actor dialectic. You see, we have to be like the stage is level. We are horizontal. Everything. Is all say it's the all of this is the play. Okay, this is the play right now. Our conversation, ah. this is part of the script. Listen, here's what's going to happen. There's going to be a song, there's a tiger is going to jump at the kingfisher, and I'm going to fight off the tiger, and then I am going to invite a member of the demon houses to come and claim the rightful throne of Uduasha. Because I am the kingfisher, you see. That's going to be you. And you, this is what you're going to use for this, okay? And I'm going to give him a sword. Uh -huh. He says, ah, mysticism. Very good. I was wondering when we would get to the mysticism, it, a sword. <laughs> and as you pick out the sword, his, uh, I think there's a role. Because his bodyguard will definitely pay attention to a yes. sword being waved around <laughs> his charge. I'm giving it to him. In the least menacing manner possible. Yeah, which is why this is which is why this yes. is only risky and not desperate. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but I think it's risky limited, not because Salman thinks this is an outrageous proposition, but because he really is a very boring and small-minded man. <laughs> so, oh no. Uh, his idea of getting fully engaged with the play, like he's not creative enough to be a real mystic. So you start with risky limited. Mm -hmm. Well, he can accept that he has. There is some participatory role for him to play, but he won't be like enthusiastic about it because that's that's not how he rolls normally. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, I'm going to hand him the sword and say, "And listen, this is just between you and me, because you and I we are like peas in a pod. We are like two bananas next to each other in a bunch with no other bananas around. It's just us. I will tell you." Mm -hmm. The lead actress, the Peacock, yeah. she's been like talking about you nonstop, 24-7. It's like really annoying and I'm getting jealous, but like I can suspend jealousy for a bro. Okay, you do a good job uh -huh. and like, you know, you yeah. know, you know. You can use I this see, I can see that you know. Uh -huh. Absolutely. <laughs> While you're talking, he dutifully writes down in his notes of the mystics and influence of the play, two bananas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two yeah. bananas in a void sans other bananas. What could it mean? Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay. So mm -hmm. I will sway. Uh, I yep. think maybe I traded position for a fact because now I think he's expecting sexy times with Mumtaz. Yes, sure. Uh, sure. <laughs> Let's call it desperate standard mm -hmm. for setting him up in this way. Mm -hmm. Desperate standard. Uh, I'm, um, assuming, I'm assuming yeah. this ability of mine didn't fire. I mean, I have been like performing for him all this time, but like. Uh, I don't think so, because you have been mm -hmm. 
yeah, I don't think you're you're trying to do it. Your ability does not apply, but I will offer you a devil's bargain. Yes. And it's his bodyguard, uh, uh, Hambirau, will uh, will recognize that you are, you know, just by the way you move and by the fact that he is an experienced uh, warrior and watcher, he will realize that you are actually trained in martial arts, just from how you've been moving on stage and how you're handling this sword and mm. so on. Mm. And he will recognize that this is, you know, this may be a stage fight. My ward is not really in danger, but he will know that, like, you are a threat and he will keep a close eye on you. Excellent. I want him to know. Yeah. Tell all your friends. Mm-hmm. Cool. You can take this devil's bargain. And uh, yeah, basically the bodyguard will no longer be like, oh, that's just an actor. He will be like, that is a very deadly actor indeed. Mm-hmm. Cool. We shall have a fight the with actor. him and figure. Mm-hmm. The actor of Doom. Yes. <laughs> the actor of Doom. <laughs> By the uh-huh. way, just, just to kind of set things up a bit more. Mm-hmm. Have we noticed Captain Peregrine yet? Nope. Okay. Good. I, I, uh, he's here. But okay, he is good. a subtle man. Ah, uh-huh. uh, he's going to be the real person who's going to leap out into the stage from the backgrounds in the shadows. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's move on, to, because other people have things they want to do in the intermission. Let's wrap this up real quick then. And mm-hmm. say that you roll a six on your desperate standard roll. And so he is, yeah, you get what you want, basically. Salman forgets about his notes. He gets distracted from this whole quest of understanding the mystical play, and he gets distracted by the sexy lady. And he goes like, oh, ah, yes, I will sword fight to impress her. How clever. (laughs) It's a great idea, boss. Yeah. Uh, Yes, he he returns to his notes, and he writes down, sword fight, great idea, boss. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> next to two bananas um, and yeah let's see uh, what Moss has to do and then we will go to Mushfik who also has something to do so I, I think I'm kind of thinking about like it's going to be real weird if, if she's going to if the peacock is going to sing if Montas is going to sing mm-hmm. and suddenly this random extra is just going to be there and singing yeah. lines through her yeah. right um, so it's going to be more or less like a special effect, like a uh, voice from nothing. Um, and it will, I will hopefully make it seem like it's, it makes, like it's completely intentional in the play. I hope she will yeah. play along. Um, but that doesn't mean I need to be hidden somewhere. Um, fortunately, the best hiding place is plain sight, especially mm-hmm. when you can stand still and become invisible. Um, Okay, you have the ability to stand still and become invisible. Excellent. I mean, you wrote this playbook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I just wasn't. I just didn't know you'd taken this ability. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so what I'm gonna do is like, it's. I'm gonna try and make it look like it's this kind of like little intermission amusement as people are coming back into, mm-hmm. uh, into like the the stage room, into the audience. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna like walk on stage, kind of staying near the back mystically with my runic staff. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to like stare at the audience and do nothing for yeah. like an inordinately long time. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to wait for someone to like cough or something and mm-hmm. all their like attention to be like very briefly taken away. And when they look again, I'm gone. Ah, awesome. Okay, so this is a special ability, and it costs you two stress to become invisible, yes. and uh, another stress yes. to make it last for a few hours rather than a few minutes, which... Yes. So I think you spend three stress, but you do it. Yeah, and... probably a four stress, because I'm going to be doing movements, i.e. Okay. singing. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so four stress to become perfectly invisible to all but mm-hmm. supernatural senses, just standing on the stage. Moss just fades into the... Uh, the background somehow. Yes. Which is, uh, yeah, very cool. Uh, I guess I'll ask Mushfik what, what Mushfik is doing next. Yeah, um, so mechanically, I forget. Is there something that I can do, like, to like, set myself up like, or to prepare for an action later? Totally can. Hmm? You can make a setup action roll for yourself if it's something that requires a roll, or you can just do it and get better position and effect later. All right, because th- what Mushvig is doing is he's doing a bit of uh, stage engineering to make the spot that he's going to jump out of, like, 
uh yeah like even better like you know he, he's adding more props over there so he can be like really well hidden <laughs> all right i think i'm tempted to make this a role but i think you can just do it just because people aren't paying that close attention to what is going on like if you were to set up some more props fine as long as no one trips on them poor mom does uh, yeah. Yeah, if, if you guys don't give her the book she's gonna be real mad because you're messing with the play a lot for very little tangible benefit so far Mm. Well, uh, it's a huge <laughs> tangible benefit to me personally. Yeah. Um, okay, no. I, I do want there to be an, an element of risk here. So let's say instead of just adding props, like maybe I'm I'm messing with their props. Like I'm... Okay. Uh, so if they have a tree prop, I, I want to fall out of the tree. Like, sure. You know, and okay. I'm, I'm like so... adding rigging to it and all that. Okay, it sounds like you're tinkering. And I think, hmm, I guess it's standard effect, definitely. Let's call it. Okay, let's call it risky. You've, you've gotten me there. You want to tinker with the fake tree? <laughs> Go ahead. So, risky standard for tree Only tinkering. This is true. Okay, thank you, because I don't have any, I have no dye. Mm-hmm. Mumtaz, think about how awesome it'll look when this beast of a man, and I don't say that lightly, okay? Mm-hmm. This beast of a man jumps from down from the tree. We need to give him a tree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So you have assisted in the sense that she is more okay with this idea. Potentially. Uh, Potentially, or, yeah. Or I have involved myself in the possible mm. consequences. <laughs> yeah. Um, Very good. Any so chance with a bonus die. Uh, yeah, sure. I can offer you a, uh, a devil's bargain. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Uh, your mask. What manner of magic is in it? It's a spirit mask, yeah? It's spirit mask. Yeah, I think we just said that it's there to like either help me see spirits mm-hmm. that are invisible, or yeah, yeah I think that, I think, okay. I think that's what so we landed on. Here's yeah. your straightforward consequence or devil's bargain. You will be mm-hmm. hanging out in this tree wearing your spirit mask, and mm-hmm. I think the devil's bargain you will take is that whatever occult things happen, you will see them and they will be incredibly distracting. You're like in a in the perfect vantage point for it, and the supernatural things according to your plan will happen before you leap out. So. Oh, but that doesn't really give me the fate I'm looking for, does it? Because I'm trying to set myself up so that I can do it very well, but the distractions yes. will make it so that I can't. Yeah, do you it will really be well. able to do it very well, but there will oh, be okay. distractions. Is all I'm saying. Okay. Like, right, right. okay, okay. I, I, basically, if you take this devil's bargain, you will be exposed to the supernatural consequences down the line, if any are generated. Okay. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. I'm done for that. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, okay. Let us. Early Tinker. Mm-hmm. We said risky standard. Yep. And I've got two dice now. Isn't that nice? Mm-hmm. And that uh, that does it. Another thick. <laughs> okay. You are up in a tree. <laughs> Ready to pounce and yeah. completely change the nature of this play. And I think I have my spot for a cliffhanger now, actually. Mm-hmm. So the intermission ends. I think you didn't have anything else to do during the intermission, right? Yeah. And so people return to the stage, Saida returns to her seat and so on. And uh, Mushvik is up in his tree waiting for this opportunity to pounce. And he surveys the audience and he sees the landscape. And then from your elevated point, you can see at the very, very, very back of the room is Mr. Vol, the driver, your acquaintance. And he is showing a blue ancient leather bound book to Captain Peregrine. No! <laughs> No! We were the only people after this very stupid man. Uh-huh. Excellent. Very good. Yeah. I think that is what's going on. None of you paid any attention to Vol. I felt like I flagged him as like a relevant guy. No, no, you did. Y'all are like, you did. Yeah. our character scare, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was just, I was just so happy that I discovered the devil's name, to be honest. A, yeah. and B, my character is actually the one least interested in the book itself. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is, maybe I could just turn this demon into uh-huh. my friend now, if I mm-hmm. do the playwright. Yep. Yeah. Excellent. Listen, we'll 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 figure it out. Mm. Yeah. First, I get into show business. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Oh, I I thought yep. it was the first I get into show business. That was the first stage of a multi-stage plan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. 
Uh, I will also say there was a reason for your characters to pay attention to Mr. Vol. He was the guy ferrying all of Salman's stuff around, which of, of course yeah. includes the book. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh well. No, it's, okay. I mean, it's the kind of thing that seems very obvious in yep. retrospect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm focusing on my stage career. Yes. Yes. I have my priority straight. Yeah, it was a fun score. I feel like we started off a little bit like, okay, we're on stage. What do we do? <laughs> like, we didn't. We we should have cut ahead one more step. I think to the to the action rather than just like. No, but I think it was fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think we still had um, a. I just love the theater, so like I love being yeah. in that yeah. space in the mind, and b. Uh, at least Saida like would not have got to study uh, if we hadn't started there. So like I, yeah. for me, it was perfect. Mm -hmm. Also, like the score hasn't ended yet. Let's see what no. happens. Yeah. No, of course. Yeah, we're we're, we're going about to summon a demon. Yeah, it's you're fine. about to summon a demon with Captain Peregrine in the room, looking at the book that explains how that works. So that's a yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. It's gonna be fine. Here, close the doors to the House of Endings. Those who dwell within are so happy. Called Clo, Adiat, called Soap, Samitri, called Tree, and Emma. I have been Prince, your host. Our city of Uduasha is based on Blades in the Dark by John Harper and Evil Hat Productions, with special thanks to Johnstone Metzger. Follow us on Twitter or support us on ko-fi.com/desperatatune. If you want to engage further with us, we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash where you will get our newsletter, extra content, and updates from Uduasha. So on the strike of Mushfik's triangle, <laughs> there is just a sense of of, uh, of complete and perfect harmony passing over the stage for a moment, as in the distance. And to everyone watching, this probably just sounds like a flock of birds just lifted all at once off the roof. And you hear this dramatic fluttering of wings, of like oh. a huge flock taking off all at once, which times perfectly with the music. And uh, then some stuff is going to happen. <laughs>